The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. About 40 housing organizations across Virginia will now have access to nearly $9 million in federal funding to increase access to affordable housing. U.S. Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine announced the new funding on Monday as part of the federal coronavirus relief package. The money comes from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development's Housing Choice Voucher Program. The Virginia Housing Development Authority and Richmond's Public Housing Agency will get more than $1.8 million combined to supplement the voucher program, also known as Section 8. The program covers the rental costs of private housing for low-income families, seniors, and people with disabilities. Richmond businesses damaged during recent anti-police brutality protests will get help from the city for repairs. As Roberta Roldan reports, Richmond City Council voted to extend grants to those businesses Monday night. The ordinance, first proposed by Mayor LeVar Stoney, adds businesses hurt by civil unrest into the city's care program. That program gives qualifying businesses access to $3,000 rebates for building repairs, and even $10,000 emergency loans. Leonard Sledge heads Richmond's Economic Development Authority. He says the CARE program has traditionally been aimed at businesses in low-income neighborhoods. Us using the funds, some of the funds on a one-time basis, doesn't impede our ability to still make grants under the CARE program. City officials say they identified half a million dollars in unspent money within the CARE program, Sledge says that money will fund the aid to businesses hurt by civil unrest. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. Virginia's Department of Elections requires anyone who's registering to vote to provide an address. But what happens if a person is experiencing homelessness or is facing an eviction? Yasmin Juma reports. John Liss with Progressive Advocacy Group New Virginia Majority says housing insecure individuals do have options. To register, they just need to list an address where they can be reached. For um, a homeless person, it could be the shelter. It could be literally the bridge they sleep under if that's their situation. If someone is displaced as a result of an eviction, they could provide the address of where they're temporarily staying. List says new laws passed at this year's General Assembly session have also eliminated barriers for voters, like removing photo ID requirements and allowing no-excuse absentee voting. Yasmin Jamal, VPM News. Today, Chesterfield School Board members are expected to hear detailed plans on how virtual classes will look in the fall. Ian Stewart has details. Chesterfield County Public Schools has been fine-tuning what a virtual school day will look like. Now school board members will get to hear those plans in greater detail, which the district dubbed Project Restart. Those details include daily expectations, such as how attendance and grading will work, to what mental health resources students will have access to. The district says it will also be offering training for families on how to access all of the online classes and apps that will be required for students. The current plans for Project Restart are available on the district's website. Those include sample class schedules for all K-12 students. Ian Stewart, VPM News. The school board will have a meeting at noon today and another one at 6.30 p.m. Both will be streamed on the district's website. Hanover County's public school board narrowly voted to remove the names of two schools recognizing Confederate leaders last month. At a school board meeting tonight, they're expected to discuss next steps for renaming the schools. As Megan Pauley reports, the conversation has been ongoing for years. 
The Hanover County School Board narrowly voted on July 14th to change the names of Lee Davis High School and Stonewall Jackson Middle School. Two days later, the district's facilities staff removed outside signs with the school names. Those signs were then put back up last week at the school board's request. But the names will eventually be changed. Details of that timeline and process will be discussed during tonight's school board meeting. The board plans to vote on new names in October, and the committees that will recommend these options are still in the works. Megan Polly, VPM News. An event this weekend on Monument Avenue brought residents, elected officials, and activists together for a conversation on race and policing. But Whitney Evans reports much of the guest list was missing from the gathering. Richmond City Council members fielded questions from the public. In a tense exchange, residents asked Richmond City Councilman Andreas Addison if he supports eventually abolishing the police force. Abolishing police today isn't going to solve those challenges in facing many it's people not in our help communities. Them and they asked why Addison voted against a proposal to review the police budget. If we take a fraction of what y'all put into the police every year and put it black into Richmond Public Schools. Richmond Police Chief Gerald Smith originally planned to attend the event but pulled out after protesters announced RPD would not be welcome in the area. Democratic state lawmakers also backed out after initially signing up to come. Whitney Evans, VPM News. All of the stories you've heard can be found at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.